You are listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. We ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. Thank you for tuning in to the Patriot Pastors podcast today. My name is Harold Smith, and I'm all joined as always by my good friend, Pastor Wade Lentz. Wade, we got to get this thing done. You're going on vacation, right? I am. I am headed to Florida here in the next couple of days. Uh, again, this year, we vacationed there earlier this year, but uh, this is our 25th wedding anniversary. And as any good husband has learned over the 25 years, it's I asked my wife, where do you want to go? And she said, Florida. And so we're going to Florida. And uh, so hard to believe we've, we've been married married for 25 years. Crazy. Amanda said it feels like 50. <laughs> she probably said that. Yes. But we my were wife, young. So my young. My wife and I celebrated uh, 27 years earlier this month, September. Wow. Yeah. Y'all are old. We are. Yeah, we are. We're not as old as we look, though. I mean, we look really old. If I wasn't so fat, I'd be really wrinkled. Yeah, it's it's not the marriage that has aged you. It's years of pastoring, right? That's right. <laughs> pastoring a bunch of Baptists. I've always said, you know, I felt like Paul. I was called to preach to the heathen. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man alive. Yes. Uh, now, it, what's funny, you know, about the ministry that I do is I pastored the same church for 14 years, loved mm-hmm. it, thought I would die there. And now I go to churches with problems and try to help them. So literally, when we fix all the problems and get the church headed in the right direction and every, I mean, we're not fixing everything, but we've, yeah. we've shored up the big issues and all right, we're going in the right direction. Some other preacher comes in and takes over and then I go find another problem church somewhere and mm-hmm. start Start the process over again. So I'm going to really age fast in the next few years. <laughs> oh, now you're you're heading up north, right? I'm I'm going where the weather is built for fat people. I'm going to spend cool a weather. couple of days in in Wisconsin, go through the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, come back in and see a few preachers in Northern Michigan uh, before making my way back to God's country down here in the uh, Arkansas. Yeah, well that that sounds. I've, I've never been that far. North of the Mason-Dixon line, so well. After twenty-seven years of marriage, you don't have to take your wife along. You can go by yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, upon her request, you just go by yourself. A couple. I, I take a. Uh, I take what I call a study break once a year, and I mm-hmm. go out and I, I go by myself, and I, I try to. I don't go like try to see a bunch of people. I usually just try to go and be be alone and and pray and study and plan and and. Uh, we were we were at a conference or something, and this my wife was talking to another pastor's wife, and and uh, we had been to the beach, and she looked over at her husband and said, "Harold's taking his wife to the beach," and he said, "Harold's wife lets him go on vacation by himself too." <laughs> so that was the end of that story. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh man, I did. I married up. I can say that with absolute certainty. So I have a good and godly wife. Yes, that's great. Well, we're going to talk about conferences today, and you've got one coming up there at Barrel Baptist, and uh, I'm actually going to have a small part in it. So, yeah, you make sure you get back from Wisconsin and Michigan in time. 
Yeah, because October the 7th through the 9th, we are having, we're hosting a conference at our church. And, uh, the theme of the conference is God's Glorious Church. And we are absolutely looking forward to this. You're going to be speaking, uh, Friday night, or excuse me, Saturday night and Sunday. Uh, Rick Brown is going to be also speaking on that Saturday, Saturday night and Sunday. But then uh, Alan Nelson is going to be our, He's going to start it all off on Friday. And so however the conference goes depends upon him. Well, he's the opening act. You know, he's he's the opening warm up preacher that gets, uh, gets the church involved. Yes. uh, (laughs) No, really. I hope it's not just your mom and my mom listening. I hope, I hope Quattro's (laughs) tuned in too. (laughs) We'll have to send this to him for sure. Let's talk about conferences just for a little bit before we talk about what what your conference focus is and why you selected yeah. it. You know, we're, we're living in a day we're used to every church had a spring revival and a fall revival or a spring Bible mm-hmm. conference and a fall revival. Yeah. To have a lot of people who, who were, uh, went by the title of evangelist who would go around and preach in these meetings. I mean, a lot of guys made their living mm-hmm. just preaching these conferences and revivals and, that's quickly becoming a thing of the past for a church to have these meetings. And so now instead of each church holding a couple of meetings a year protracted out like this, we're seeing the mega conference. You're seeing things like um, G3. Uh, mm-hmm. G3 yeah. started out as a conference in Atlanta and it's kept growing and growing. And now they're having smaller breakout conferences around the country. You have uh mm-hmm. T4G together for the gospel. They have a big conference. You have the Shepherds Conference uh, that MacArthur puts on. I'm sure there are others, but those are just the ones I hear. And so churches aren't holding conferences anymore. Instead, instead of conferences for the congregation, it's almost as if all the pastors fly into one location and and Mm -hmm. put on a conference. And while I think it's good that we have these kind of mega conferences, I, I think there's some kind of side effects that come out of that. And some of the side effects I see is you, you run into hero worship mm-hmm. you know, in all these big conferences, you know, the headline in it is not Wade Lentz, right? It's certainly not Harold Smith. Neither should it be, but you'll have guys saying, I'm going to hear Vody Bauckham, Steve Lawson, James White. These are all great men of mm-hmm. God, great preachers, nothing against them. Sure. But it kind of lends itself to, we've put these preachers in these big conferences on a pedestal. And, right. uh, I really think we need to get back to having the local church conference. Just, yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that, Wade? I no, mean, I, I just kind of, I, I agree. Wanna... I agree. I, I think for the last several years, churches have, for reasons maybe I, I'm not sure, have got away from holding revival meetings or what they would call revival meetings or conferences. And, uh, of course, maybe we can talk about maybe, some things why there's been such a drift from that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's needful for churches to hold such meetings, bringing in some, some men that build upon the messages that you've been preaching and the doctrine that you have been preaching. And they're hearing this just not from Pastor Wade or Pastor Harold, who, uh, you know, believes these things or preaches these things. They, they see that others also see yeah. that the importance of biblical doctrine and so forth. And so just from that aspect alone, it encourages the church, but conferences within the church also encourage the pastor, which is tremendously important. And I, I do hate it that we've 
drifted far from that. I'm talking about as churches as a whole. A lot of your newer contemporary churches won't even typically have things like that, which is sad in a lot of a lot of ways. And so we've kind of regulated that to then G3, but very you know pretty much that's primarily focused upon pastors, not for lay people. And I know lay people go to those things, but it's really built for a pastor. And uh and so again that just makes the conferences within your church even more important for your people. Yeah. You know, for the last 10 years, I've hosted a conference for pastors, Mm -hmm. Preachers of Grace Conference, but I've steered away from having prominent named, you know, pastors, preachers in that conference. And now I don't even advertise. We don't say who's preaching. And I will get phone calls. Somebody will hear about our conference. Well, who's preaching? And I'll say it's 10 of the best preachers you've never heard of. Yeah. And and I mean what I say. And then when pe- people are like, well, if it's not going to be Phil Johnson and David Miller, I'm not coming. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Oh, yeah. We're not, we're not here to build this, this preaching culture, you know, this hero culture. We're here to try to get pastors together. That's always been our focus. But what I saw over 10 years of hosting pastor conferences, about six years in, I said, you know what? Our, our congregation loves bringing these pay- pastors in. Of course, we're providing their their motel rooms free. We're providing their meals free. We're giving mm-hmm. them books for free. We don't charge for the conference. It's all free. Right, right. What I saw was our congregation loved ministering to these preachers, getting to know them over the years and seeing them year in, year out. They needed a conference geared toward them. And mm-hmm. so in the spring, we started holding another conference that was not geared towards the pastor. It was geared to the church. Yeah. And right. they need, just as you said, they need to hear from other people. Um, some pastors, they guard their pulpit as if they are the only person that can speak in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that way in the New Testament. You know, Paul wrote letters commending if Timothy come unto you, receive him. If so and so come unto you, receive him. Uh, you know, help, help, uh, Apollos and Xenius on their way when they come through Crete. The, the early church was used to people traveling through, preaching, sharing, growing. That's how we got a collective of teaching from a, a varied group. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's great that churches hold conferences like this. You don't have to get an evangelist. Yeah. You don't have to end up with a guy that's just going around preaching revivalistic messages. You can get a guy that is a pastor of a local church. Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of a meeting is needed in our day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and thing is, is sometimes pastors think about crowd. They think about attendance. And so to get that attendance, you get a well-known pastor or preacher to come in, you know, such as the guys that you've named. Well, of course, like you said, we don't have anything against these guys, but. No, I'm friends with some of them. Yeah. And, but. A lot of times we might think about doing that just to get the numbers in. And yeah. yet we say we're not about the numbers. But, uh, you know, is there anything wrong with the platform that God has given like a Vody Bauckham or a James White? No, that's we're not saying that at all. No, God has all. elevated their ministry to, to that and gave, has given them a larger platform than what maybe you and I will ever have. And that's great. Yeah. But uh, you do have to be careful not to preacher worship, yeah, and not not to 
just listen to what they say and whatever they say then is the Bible and is true. Well, and, when we see people standing in line for 30 minutes to get their picture taken with a preacher, mm-hmm. that's, that's hero worship. You can say it yeah. however you want. That's what people used to do at the carnival to see the bearded woman. Now the bearded woman's <laughs> commonplace and we stand in line to get our Bible signed by a preacher. Yeah. I yeah. mean, my, how we've fallen, you know, right, and, right. And I'm not against those men. I've met many of them personally sure. over the years, but that's what our conferences have devolved into. It's just, well, we'll go to this other state and for three days we'll hear great preaching. Your congregation needs to hear faithful preaching from a mm-hmm. very group of preachers throughout the year. Right. That kind of growth, even I as the pastor, I need to hear that kind of teaching and preaching. And Absolutely. I'm just, I'm thrilled that you're putting on the conference. And this is not new to you. Your church has done this for years. I mean, long before you were the pastor, you right. just continued to do it. I think all you did was you just stepped up the level of preaching and teaching they heard. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Our church has always been uh, used to hosting. A, we used to, when I was a kid, we had spring revivals and fall revivals and uh, that was always the tradition of the of the church and then it, it transitioned to more of a bible conference type setting where you bring in multiple preachers versus just the one for the week and uh that our church has just really grasped onto that and clung to that and i'm thankful yeah. uh that that is something i was going to mention earlier um what we talk about this preacher worship what would be the the uh the mindset of living back in Paul's day or Peter's day, would there be such notoriety for them as it is for like oh, yeah. Bodhi? Yeah. I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. Yeah. I'm of Cephas. Yeah. You saw this at Corinth. Of course, yeah. you know, we say it at Corinth, but Corinth was an unhealthy church. Right. You know, and here's the big thing. I mean, the more material you have in public, the stricter you're going to be judged. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody yeah. will say to me like, uh, hey, one time in a sermon you said, and I'm like, I've got 1,200 sermons on sermon audio. I honestly cannot remember saying that. I, I'm not saying I didn't, yeah. but I've, I've got 1,200 public sermons that anybody could listen to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even Charles Spurgeon said some of the things I said in my early sermons, I don't agree with now. Yeah. The, the risk you run when you put a multitude of your 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 messages online is you really open yourself up to a lot of criticism even things being misunderstood mm-hmm. and you saw that in Paul's day you saw that you know in the early apostolic church and i think you're always going to have that but as a as a pastor uh and i've said earlier i've met many of these men personally you know and every time i've been around a famous preacher i've just tried to act like he were not a famous preacher, like it was yeah. me and Wade talking. Right. And I, I, I've been with some of these more famous guys when people come up and they're like a, it's like a fan at a rock concert. It's like they mm-hmm. just, they've just stumbled onto their favorite rock singer and, Oh, and Hey, do you mind? You can take a picture. Can you sign I this know. book that you wrote? And, and you're like, man, what? It's just, it's weird. And yeah. I think we're breeding that culture because we're taking all of our conferences. We're putting them in Atlanta or we're putting them in Sun Valley, mm-hmm. California, or we're putting them in Minneapolis or, and then preachers then look and say, okay, that's the pinnacle of my pastorate. I, if I can ever get to that level, 
Mm-hmm. I yes. think that's what we're dealing with in our churches today is preachers that have a a desire to be a nationally known speaker and not a local church pastor. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. And that's something that that we all have to guard ourselves against, you know, because uh, we there are folks that view their success based upon. Sure. Will I be able to ever preach on the G3 platform or yeah. whatever the conference is? And, and if I don't, then I'm, I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm not, but, it's not a good preacher if I can't preach on that level. Right, right. And, but, you know, the thing about it is it kind of leads us back to the topic of your conference. Mm-hmm. What is the topic? Again, I'll let you God, go ahead God's Glorious it. Church God is, is the topic. Glorious Church. Yeah, so yes. you're going to have five messages all geared toward the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. I, I think that if we had a higher view of the church, We'd have a lower view of these meetings where preachers get together and backslap and rub elbows and, mm-hmm. and, you know, hear great messages and talk about great theological themes. And of course, I'm not anti any of these conferences. I'm sure. pro that, but I'm not in place of, in place of the church holding the conference, do this. That's not the way it works. Right. Right. Go to G3, go to the Shepherds Conference. Go to the True Church Conference and Muscle Shows. These are great, large gatherings of churches. Mm-hmm. But then come back and hold a conference like that for your church. Strengthen yes. your body. Otherwise, we're going to have these great preachers running around with no congregations under them. Mm-hmm. And yes. I have found that to be the case for many a well-known author and speaker was not a great pastor. Yeah. You know, and we need churches, not preachers. We need congregations, not just guys that can get online and preach. And so exactly. I, I'm I'm thrilled by the topic of your conference, God's Glorious Church. Now, how did you break out these messages? I mean, I, I went to a conference recently, I actually preached in it, and it was on the Holy Spirit, and every preacher, there I think there were five or six of us, we all just were told to preach on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody over really overlapped. Everybody was in harmony and agreement. It was neat how God wove it all together. But you didn't just tell the three preachers, "Hey, y'all come preaching on the church." You assigned topics. right. Yeah, there there were certain aspects of the church that I wanted these these men, you guys, to 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 speak on. And so there were five different things I wanted, and and uh, one of them being the church's way. How is the church to function and what is the authority of the church? Well, the church is to be regulated by scripture. Okay. Scripture alone, not the constitution and bylaws, which in some churches it's, you know, there and what was maybe it? just what was her brevis said big as a ping pong table? Yeah. <laughs> Four hundred and fifty four pages of church bylaws, you know. So the church's way is regulated by scripture. Then Saturday night, you're gonna be speaking on the church's work. The role of the saints. Yeah. What what has the scripture? Uh, what does it teach us about church members' role? Those who are Christians. What's the role in society in the church? And then the church's witness. The church's responsibility to send missionaries. And then on Sunday we'll finish up with the church's wonder. Uh, the church relying on the Spirit. Mm-hmm. How important is that? Yeah. You know, not relying upon programs, not relying upon whatever, but getting back to the basic where Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Yes. And then Rick Brown will finish it up 
preaching on the church's winner, uh, the victorious reign of our Savior. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, those topics were something I felt led that we could focus on specifically as we think about God's glorious church that I believe will be an encouragement and in help yeah. to, uh, to our church here. And the way you structured that, though, Wade, you have three different preachers from three different backgrounds that God has gifted to preach. I mean, they meet the, the qualifications of a pastor. They're, they're gifted in, in, in teaching scripture, but you've taken five pertinent topics and given each one of them a, a sermon and given each preacher an opportunity. So your church is actually going to be benefiting from three different ministries, five different topics, all mm-hmm. geared towards the betterment and and the the glory of God in the yes. church. I mean, that is a beneficial thing to do for a congregation. I I don't understand why so many people are against doing meetings like this. I, right, I just right. can't. I can't figure it out. I, honestly, I I I believe it goes back to attendance. And 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 the last several years, there seems to be a lack of hunger from God's people within the church. And that has affected pastors. Why should I host a conference? Why should we put something on if no one's going to show up? Yeah. And uh, that's, that's sad in, in a lot of ways, but I think that's one of the bigger issues and which really is an indication of a greater problem within your church mm-hmm. that you probably have a lot of unregenerate church members and, sure. uh, they don't have a hunger for the things of God. And, and that's very troubling. I think I think that we as preachers have been conditioned to view success by numbers. Mm-hmm. And so if we if we don't see if, if our Wednesday night attendance is faltering or, you know, you're super spiritual and you still have a Sunday night service and it's faltering, then you're like, well, there's no need in having something on Monday night or Saturday night because we can't get them here for Sunday night. Yeah. Right. And I think you're spot on when when you're describing why people don't do this because they don't think it will be well attended. And I want to address that because I have planned and held meetings at the church that were not well attended. You know, say the church at the time was running 50 and uh, I'm trying to get everybody, you know, interested and come and hear this preacher. He's a phenomenal preacher. You're going to hear a great message. Ten of our 50 people show up. Mm-hmm. Then I feel bad for the preacher. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's driven here from two states away, and he's going to get up and preach to 10 people. But those 10 people grew. Those 10 people spiritually received nourishment that they needed. They were encouraged. They heard a perspective that I didn't deliver as their pastor on a regular basis. They heard it from someone else. They were able to absorb things from those messages that I wasn't able to deliver, and what it did was it built up those 10. So the next year I was like, should I even do this again? I mean, it's just going to be me, probably the 10 faithful, but it wasn't those 10 faithful saw it. And there was 20. Mm -hmm. And the third year there was, you know, the whole, nearly the whole church was there. Yeah. So just looking out there at your size of your crowd is not, I mean, I think about Gideon, you know, he's got his little army and they're like, no, God's like, that's too many. Anybody yeah, wants right. to go home can go home. I still got too many. And he's like, dude, we didn't have enough to win with in the first place. Yeah. You've got to start somewhere, preacher. So don't worry about how many show up. I've preached in some of these little bitty conferences where there's eight or 10 people there. Mm-hmm. 
but I've gone and attended them later on and there would be 40, 50, 100, 150. Yeah. Got to start somewhere. Quit worrying about the numbers. Trust God. Do what's best and know that the people that show up will be the ones that benefit from it. Absolutely. Yeah. And let me just say, if you are listening and you are in the central Arkansas area and you would love to attend this conference, you are more than welcome to attend. Um, but you're going to have to take care of your own hotel room because <laughs> we don't well, do that. You're We're not going to pay okay? the rooms. You're not going to put them all up somewhere. <laughs> oh, hey, you're, you're staying in a camper, son. That's how cheap I am. <laughs> Great. We'll probably have a tornado come through if I'm in a camping trailer. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm going we'll feed you. I'm gonna bring marshmallows and hot dogs if I'm going to have to camp out. <laughs> bring your shotgun and rifle deer hunt, too. So. <laughs> Oh, well, me. we're running out of time, Wade. It's probably getting close to 30 minutes. And uh, I do. I, I would love to see you if you're in the central Arkansas area that Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we probably feel like you have a church to go to Sunday. Do not skip your home church to go hear somebody else preach. Um, go to church where you're a part of the flock and you have a, a pastor that's leading you into the Lord and, and stay faithful there. But Friday or Saturday, I'd love to meet you. Wade would love to see you. Fellowship with the Saints of Carol. It's a great church. Uh, You will enjoy it. Even if I am preaching, you'll still probably get something (laughs) out of it because Rick will preach after me. So uh, do come and see us. Wade, I'll let you close out the uh, broadcast today. Well, Harold, you be careful tomorrow heading up in the northern part of our United States. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Patriot Pastors Podcast. God bless.